0: Welcome to a special edition of the Darden admissions podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So this episode is all about the MS in Business Analytics program. That's the MSBA here at the University of Virginia. As you may know, the MSBA is actually a partner program between the Darden School of Business and the McIntyre School of Commerce here at the university, and the program launched in 2017. Now that we're about five years in with the MSBA program, we thought it'd be a great opportunity to look back what's been accomplished over these past five years, but also to look ahead what's to come as we recruit the sixth cohort of MSBA students. And we can think of no better person to invite on the podcast to do this with than Trey Maxim. Trey is a member of the faculty at the McIntyre School of Commerce, and he's also one of the directors for the MS in Business Analytics program. So without further ado, here's my interview with Trey Maxim. Trey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, it's great to have you here. Um, How are you doing? How's everything? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much for asking. We're off to an exciting uh, semester and uh, off to a, a new great start with our MSBA program. And we're excited to have them come down here in about a week for their first Charlottesville residency.
0: Uh, that's awesome it was exciting to be there with them in Roslyn when they kicked off the program in august and you know that second residency in charlottesville I, I imagine that's always a special time to have the students there on grounds
1: it is a special time that's exactly right and i i feel like they become connected truly connected to the university when they come to charlottesville but we what we re- recreate the the special nature of of the university of virginia up in roselin as well as you all know and so i feel like We had a a fantastic start up in Roslyn, and the students have been enjoying classes and learning a lot. And the the first module will culminate with their residency in Charlottesville uh, with some project presentations, and uh, it should be an exciting time.
0: I think this project is a stock pitch. Is that right?
1: That's exactly right. For UVIMCO, which is the university's endowment investment company, as you all know, And uh, each team has a technology company, a publicly traded technology company that they've been analyzing since the beginning of the program, analyzing all facets of the organization across the enterprise, marketing, management, finance, accounting, IT, consumers. So they're analyzing all of that to help inform them to make a, a good decision on whether to invest or not to invest.
0: And how do you pick the companies?
1: Well, we pick the companies that are generally some a company that is uh, relatively uh, easy to understand from a financial standpoint. Whereas some companies have so many subsidiary areas or uh, business units that it sometimes becomes challenging. But uh, uh, but it's we we also try to choose companies that are exciting for our students to explore. Uh, so those those are kind of the the two main reasons, and then it, it, we try to choose companies that um, have a, a consumer-facing uh, business, so that uh, our students can analyze that part of the organization and try to unveil consumer insights and product insights and uh, and geographical market insights.
0: Well, that's great. I um, appreciate your shedding a little light on module one and the, and the team project. And it's great to have you here on the podcast to talk a little bit more about the MS in business analytics program. We don't always get to feature it on our Darden admissions podcast, but now that we have officially five cohorts uh, for the program, the, the class that just started in August is cohort five. And of course, we've started working on uh, the sixth cohort for the MSBA program. We thought this would be a great opportunity to both look back. Uh, on the past five years and how the programs evolved over this time period. Uh, and also, maybe look ahead a little bit. One of the great things about this program, at least my impression, Trey, from talking with the faculty, is that it's constantly evolving and, and the tools and the topics, you know, trying to stay close to industry and, and cutting edge practice out there. So, tell us a little bit more about you and, and your role.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. Thanks for asking. So, um, I'm a professor in the McIntyre School of Commerce. I I sit in the marketing area, and my focus really is on uh, marketing and customer analytics. So, those are the types of classes that I teach at, at the university. And I'm also involved and have been involved for many years with our global immersion programs, mostly in Southeast Asia and China. So, I'm excited in January, I'll be offering one of those classes in Thailand and Vietnam. So, that's a little bit about what I'm up to uh, on the teaching front. Um, And then on the research front, I study customer experiences and the factors that shape customer experiences, either positively or negatively. So, we collect a lot of data from companies and and try to uh, find the factors that drive loyalty.
0: And how did you get to UVA?
1: Well, maybe similar to many professors here, I uh, traveled around the United States uh, and interviewed with many great universities. And it's one of those stories where uh, that people talk about, which it was uh, uh, love at first sight. When I got off the plane, actually before I got off the plane, coming in, it was a uh, a fall day and the leaves were changing and it was a beautiful day and I had a wonderful visit and it really just uh highlighted kind of the as we started with this special nature of the University of Virginia and that was over 23 years ago so and I haven't looked back one time uh, i this has been a wonderful experience for me uh, we have a, a just amazing students I learned so much from my students uh, I, I might even learn more from them than they learn from me. So they're wonderful people to work with. The faculty they is caring and supportive uh, and dedicated to excellence. Our staff is just remarkable. And uh, and I got to meet friends from around the university. And so I've learned a lot about the other schools at the university. So it's just so it's a it's a unique place for me. And it's a, and it's an important part of my life.
0: Well, always nice to set the scene and learn a little bit more about our our guests. And the MSBA program, the MS in Business Analytics program, is a unique program at the university, and that is a partnership between the McIntyre School of Commerce and the Darden Graduate School of Business. Um, talk to us a little bit more about the inspiration for this program. Um, what was the idea behind launching the MSBA? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. So at the time, uh, there was a lot written in the news and by uh, organizations like the Northern Virginia Technology Council who put together a thorough report that essentially highlighted uh, a massive jobs gap in, the, in kind of the DC region uh, that was branding itself as the nation's data capital. So what I mean by that is that there was, there was a lot of demand for positions that involved analytics, and not nearly enough qualified candidates to take those jobs, and so I took that information as a call to action to help not only our two schools, but all, and not only the University of Virginia, but also the Commonwealth of Virginia and and neighboring states to help uh, bridge that gap, so that we could start uh, educating students with the tools and techniques that uh, can help close this gap and create opportunities for them, both personally and professionally. So that was the inspiration. And uh, we started off with a a small group of us, that uh, both from the Darden side and from the McIntyre school side. And from the first meeting until the meeting I had yesterday, all along the way, it's been nothing but positive experiences meaning both faculties, staffs came together and uh, and and we became part of like the MSBA program collectively. And so it's really been, um, you know, great to see. It certainly makes me very proud of, of what we've accomplished. Uh, and it's also, I think, a, a shining example for the University of Virginia on how two schools can come together and create something that is uh, market driven, and something that uh, takes the takes advantage of the best of both schools.
0: Trey, I know you talk with a lot of lot of students, and as you noted, you've been at the university for a while. When someone asks you, a prospective student, for example, asks you what the MSBA program is all about, how do you explain the program to them?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, we built the so this program is is curated specifically for the students that are enrolled in the program so that's the first thing meaning that uh, students in this program do not take some classes over at darden and take some classes over at the mcintyre school and collect them together and earn a degree in this program every single class is built for the ms in business analytics students by both faculties together and in fact many classes have faculty from both schools teaching and so, uh, so, so that's really the kind of the mindset behind the, the program in terms of what we teach, importantly, the first thing we did was we went out and, and we consulted with our corporate partners. So these are a lot of leading companies around not only the, the, the DC region, but also around the country and around the world. And uh, we brought them physically into a room, and we had meetings with them asking very simple questions about, like, what kinds of skills do your employees need? What types of tools and techniques do they need to accomplish their job? Uh, And what what topics should we be teaching in a program like this? And so I think when we started the program, because everyone that was at the table were technically minded, we probably we were, as I recall, a little bit farther down the technical side in terms of our mindset and developing it. And our corporate partners quickly brought us back to uh, what we think now is the center between business acumen and uh, analytical tools and technique. So we built this program to be squarely at the at the nexus of those two important topics. So that we teach not only how to leverage analytics to, uh, to accomplish important things, but then we also teach our students um, how to think about meaningful business problems. How can we uh, scope out those problems? Um, and, and then how can we build research projects with impact for the business? So, it's not just the, the the tools and techniques that we teach them with analytics, but it's also the business acumen side, so they, they know what to do with these insights once they get them, and how to communicate these insights to various stakeholders across the organization. I
0: appreciate your point around communication. I had a chance to talk with some of the faculty involved with the program, and to a person, they Almost all seem to return to this idea about communication and how leadership and communication, what are thought of as sometimes softer skills, they're equally represented here in the program design. And I, I don't know if that's always on prospective students' minds when they're thinking about an analytics program.
1: I think you're exactly right. So data storytelling is an important skill and 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 creating a narrative that resonates with managers. I think that's that's incredibly important because we can have the most sophisticated modeling possible, but if we can't communicate what we've found and how we found it successfully to our key stakeholders, then the ideas are not going to go very far. So we work, we work quite hard on both ends of the spectrum and we work hard in the middle uh, to teach students not only how to do the analytics, but also how to communicate the findings in meaningful ways to the key stakeholders.
0: Well, maybe a little bit of an unfair question for you here, Trey, but as I mentioned, we're recruiting the sixth cohort of students for the MSBA program. I just launched the application, uh, first deadline on the horizon in October. When you look back on, say, the past four or five years in the program, how has it evolved since uh, its launch?
1: Well, I mean, I think that it's uh, it's in terms of the the core values of the program, they've stayed exactly the same. But as you mentioned at the start, some of the tools and techniques have come in and out as our corporate partners and our students have uh, provided feedback that have you know helped us to kind of pivot. And the great thing about this program is that we're fairly nimble. so we we pivot uh, quite quickly. And, and we use the feedback that we get from our students after every module, and we use the feedback from our faculty and staff after every module, and we make changes immediately for the next, for the next year in that module. So, uh, so we pay very close attention to what our students, faculty, and the marketplace is telling us, and we, and we're able to pivot on topics, or maybe it's emphasizing more of one topic, or, or, or maybe uh, teaching less of a topic that may be less important today than it was four years ago, or something like that. So we do pay careful attention to the feedback because we want to make sure that we're teaching our students in this class the the exact tools and techniques that they need to get their job, or to after graduating, or to excel in their current job. So we definitely uh, change the topics as we move forward in terms of the. The, this, the student body, um, I think it's been pretty, pretty similar over the past five years. We have been so lucky. Uh, you mentioned the admissions team. Our, our admissions team just does a, a wonderful job of identifying successful candidates. Uh, and, and our, our students come into the program from day one, from cohort one until today. And they, they just have this, uh, that this, this dedication to learning, this passion for learning, this passion for networking with each other. And they come in right away with this mindset of building a cohesive cohort. So already, even just a few weeks into the program, this cohort is quite close. And uh, and that also makes me very happy because we, we work very hard. I, we think that's a special element of this program that students learn not only from their professors in the classroom, but they also learn a lot from uh, their classmates, Uh, not just during the program, but after the program. Uh, It made me very happy that the cohorts still get together after they've graduated three or four years ago. And uh, they call me quite frequently and tell me that they've gone to dinner or they planned a reunion. And so this is a, a program that doesn't just resonate with students for one year, but uh, but I think it resonates with students for the rest of their career. And we're seeing that play out every day.
0: Question for you about how the faculty keep current on what's the latest and greatest in an industry, because it feels like that's constantly changing and oftentimes changing rapidly.
1: It is, exactly. Well, so so thankfully, again, back to my point about uh, you know we've been we're lucky at both the Darden School and the McIntyre School to have highly qualified professors who are experts in these topics. And not only are they experts in the in the in the quantitative skills and the technology that drive these uh, skills, but they also are highly connected in the marketplace with organizations who leverage analytics to accomplish their goals. And so, um, and they work with these companies in their own scholarly research. Um, so, so they're, they're really at the pulse of what's happening in the forefront of analytics because of their deep connections with these companies and the leaders in these organizations who do this type of work. And so, uh, so again, we, we have all these conversations on an ongoing basis about what are the leading trends? Uh, what are the new techniques that are emerging? uh what what are the, the new tools that are coming on board the new technology and and so that helps inform us for for what we do so I, I really think it comes down to people we're lucky to have uh you know the best and brightest people uh in the world of analytics working in this program and and actually many of the many of the faculty members came to the University of Virginia because they wanted to be a part of this program so it was a great fit for them they came in passionate about this MS and Business Analytics program, and they've excelled because of that passion.
0: One of the things that has been a consistent part of the program design is the fact that at the end of each module, there's a deliverable, and you're working with the team on that deliverable and typically a presentation that goes along with all of this. And How did the faculty arrive on this team-based, project-based learning approach?
1: yeah, that's a great question. I think that that is certainly one element that has been fundamental at the McIntyre School of Commerce. and you'll find that type of curriculum structure in every program that we offer. So I think we came to the table with that that that's the only reference that we know because that's what we do so so much at this school and 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 we and our Thankfully, our colleagues at Darden, they were really excited about this type of learning. And of course, the Darden School is passionate about the learning team models as well. And so it was just a great fit. I think that this is just another great example of how the two schools came to this with a a very similar mindset and a very similar pathway for success. And so, uh, so these projects, as you mentioned, are trying to We we have five projects, one in each module, all team based, and so they accomplish a lot for our students. Number one, it gives them uh, a chance to focus on a particular industry, and uh, it gives them a chance to focus on a tip on a specific world of analytics. Each one is different along the way, so that they can start to develop a mindset for how do we how do we develop a meaningful project, and how do we leverage the the appropriate tools and techniques to solve that problem and then they do it again in the next module and then the next all the way through and then in the fifth module they get an opportunity to create their own capstone project where they identify a client uh, so they develop a proposal they uh, they approach clients potential clients and they come together as a team to decide which Company would be the would would be the best uh, way to kind of hone their skills, but also uh, the best project that could have the most impact for the company. And that's that's an important element of that final project is business impact. So we're we're quite proud of the of the projects that we've had in the past that have helped companies, both big and small, nonprofits to publicly traded companies. Uh, a lot of different sectors and uh, and it's been, it's been just fantastic to see the type of, of, of meaningful work that our students can do. And I think it helps them as they're in ending the program to feel confident in what they've learned along the way.
0: You mentioned the diversity of exposure just reflecting upon the projects that I've heard about in recent years. Uh, we talked about the stock pitch. Uh, project that is corresponding to module one here for these students and looking at tech companies. And then historically, I think module two is focused on maybe mortgage, uh, mortgage-related mortgage data. Module three is historically uh, culminated in a project focused on uh, Hilton-related uh, data, um, actually employee uh, data um, around satisfaction surveys, uh, that kind of that kind of data. And then module four, I think has typically been some kind of healthcare uh, related work and and module five uh, with the capstone project, which of course is sourced uh, from that, that work is sourced from the cohort. I mean, that is a lot of diversity. It's a broad exposure. Um, How did, how do you decide these are the areas where we'd like to spend, spend some time?
1: Well, that's a great question. Uh, A lot of it is driven by you know, our student interests and the types of sectors that they are uh, attracted to, what types of work they would like to do, and what type of work they're doing now. And so we listen carefully to our students and uh, and they help us to design these projects that will be the most valuable projects for them and and uh, help them as they uh, accomplish their own goals. So we think that we're we're also, I guess, so, so it's student centric. But it's also market centric in terms of um, in those all those areas you mentioned, there's a lot of innovation going on in uh, in analytics. And analytics is being used importantly to answer key questions in those areas. So I think that there are great representations of what's going on more broadly in the world of analytics. Uh, So I think it's it's an opportunity for them to see kind of the, the latest trends. Uh, that are happening in these uh, arenas that are at the forefront of the new world of analytics.
0: Well, you mentioned the the first uh, weekend residency that students have in Charlottesville, which is uh, actually, interestingly enough, the second uh, weekend residency in the program. At the very end of the program, there's another opportunity for students to come to Charlottesville that coincides with the end of program celebration. I had a chance to join the most recent graduating class down in Charlottesville uh, for um, that Saturday. And it was great to be there with the students and to hear their reflections on the program and what they would gotten out of the program to a person, to your earlier comment about relationships and the cohort feel of the program and the real intentional design around the culture and, and building those connections a person, everybody mentioned that. The other thing that students talk a lot about is the program is very generalist in orientation in exposing students to a lot of of different things. Um, is that is that intentional as well um, from a tools, techniques, topics, just to kind of say, here's a, here are the things that are happening out here in this world, um, a very broad orientation?
1: Yes, that's a great question. So again, in, in consultation with our corporate partners uh, and our students in their work, you know we we identify you know the tools and topics that are top of mind for business analytics leaders. And again, as I mentioned before, those change year to year. But we want to make sure that we're teaching students the tools that companies need uh, today and tomorrow to be able to solve their problems. And so it's it's just critical for us to stay on top of what are the 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 leading, uh, types of analytical tools that are being used, and and so um, yeah, absolutely. So we we and we can't teach everything in one in one program, but uh, but we we try our very best to give them kind of a, a, a broad uh, look uh, and analysis in in the the leading tools and techniques that are uh, that companies are using and find the most valuable. And we do that every single year. because again, back to the inspiration of the program, the I mean our our real our real goal is well maybe twofold is one is to help close that that gap between this in this this jobs gap that's out there. So we're preparing more people properly to do these types of jobs. and then second and then second, we're, uh, we're, we're equally important is we're trying to help our students accomplish their goals, not our goals, but their goals, both personally and professionally. And we think this program definitely does that. I
0: want to talk a little bit more about the structure and design of the MSBA program. It is a 12 month program, uh, there's consistent in person engagement in this program so you have over this 12-month program you have 10 weekend residencies that are occurring on average one weekend uh, a month uh, the, there's eight in roslyn there's two that are down in charlottesville the eight in roslyn are a saturday and sunday affair when you're in charlottesville it's a little bit uh, longer of a residency it's a it's a four-day residency there's also live synchronous classes uh typically a couple of nights uh per week Um, in the evenings. And there's also self-paced content uh, that students will watch to also develop the content. But a third of the content in this program is delivered in person across these regular weekend residencies. Um, Trey, when you think about the culture of the program, how does this in-person, this consistent in-person interaction inform uh, this culture?
1: Yeah, I think that the the in-person residencies are just uh, such a valuable way for students to come together and share ideas and share experiences about how these topics are playing out in their daily roles and, and share experiences about different projects that they're working on in their own companies and also share experiences about um, their aspirations about maybe, maybe many, many of them are seeking new roles because they've learned these new skills. And so it really is a, um, A a special time for them and they take it very seriously. I mean, that they are so happy to see each other in person. And uh, again, those are on Saturdays and Sundays, as you mentioned. And so those days, so like Saturday, we'll go from the more from, you know, 8 a.m. Actually, the student, the breakfast starts at 7 a.m. And then classes start at 8 typically. And then there's a lunch. Sometimes during lunch, we have uh, some guest speaker or some, you know, important new trend or event that's going on in analytics and then we we always have like a closing sort of dinner type of event or you know kind of a reception and then uh, the students take it upon themselves we have uh, like some uh, a student activities council that develops um, other events outside so they'll get together and uh, do various events fun things for them They've gone on cruises down the Potomac. Uh, they've met uh, at restaurants. They've uh, they've they've met to, to play certain games. Uh, they they do a lot of things on their own, and actually a lot of faculty and staff go with them on on those optional events. So anyway, it's just a, a fun-filled but also a, a quality time for them to learn from each other and also spend time with the faculty and staff. So it really is a a community feel. And so those are definitely special times. You know, one thing about the, you mentioned the Zoom Zoom classes. And, you know, when when we started this program, I know for me, it was adamant that we make this as flexible as possible. So we started out talking about this program, that it would, students might miss 25 days of work. And I kept saying that, no, we have to, we can't miss 25 days of work. And I kept pushing on this point so uh, finally we got to the point where we missed only four days of work throughout the whole year and those as you mentioned are the two four, four day residencies in charlottesville and that was uh that was something that i could live with uh and i'm actually so happy that we built those two because i do think that those are four days that are well spent here in charlottesville so i'm glad that we uh that we have those two four day residencies um so but, but but in between, as you mentioned, we do have Zoom classes from 7 o'clock to 8.15 8. every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and, you know, when we built the program, we did not know because both schools were just um, were, were, were interested in, in maintaining the rich cohort, cohesive environment that we have in our other programs. And we wanted to make sure we had that in our MS and business analytics program. And, uh, but, but to your point, we have some of these classes online to make it flexible for students. And, uh, and there was some initial wonder about what's going to happen, how will they become a cohesive cohort if they're spending two, so many Tuesdays and Thursdays on Zoom? Well, what we did not understand is that we, we as faculty and staff do not need to create 100% of those opportunities for students to network. What we learned quickly in in cohort one was that they take it upon themselves to meet on weekends during the week. They get together for lunch, breakfast, dinner, uh, as teams, but also across teams. And so that was the that was the first thing that that made me so happy is is how close the first cohort got um, within within by the time actually they came down to charlottesville for the first residency they were already a tight knit group and it's because they took it upon themselves to uh to meet in and around the dc area and uh and elsewhere they go on weekend trips together so it's been fun to see
0: and yeah, we i can say from our executive mba students experience and also i would say uh, for our part time mba students here at darden I think a lot of students, typically as they start down this path, have the most questions about what the online classes will be like because when people think about school, they're probably most often thinking about that in person, in the classroom, physically located together experience. Um, But the online class, because it's a live class and you're all there and you're having a discussion and the faculty is there uh, with you. It helps build that community and that sense of connection and that sort of regularly seeing people and checking in. And, of course, as you mentioned, all the other, all the other connections that are happening um, around uh, the actual content delivery of the program. I mean, the people that choose this program, I don't know if you'd choose this program if you weren't curious about the other people in the classroom, just given the structure and design, the fact that this is participatory learning. It's case discussions. It's you know, learning from the other people in the room.
1: That's exactly right, and they're and every student is in the program for a reason because of you know their 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 life experiences uh, both personally and professionally, and so they have a responsibility to their classmates to bring their insights and perspectives to the classroom, and they do that every single Zoom class. And the the thing that uh, that that I enjoy about those Zoom classes is it doesn't feel like. Uh, like you, what you might feel as a Zoom class, it feels like they're in the same classroom together because of this community feel. That uh, and there's a lot of participation, and they feel comfortable participating in those classes. Uh, and so we get just as much participation in a Zoom class as we do in an in-person class, which is great to see. I think it is important for this for this program that we built that that initial. Residency in Roslyn so that they got to know each other in person, not only their classmates, but they got to know their faculty in person during that important weekend. And so I think that weekend sets the stage for the, for the Zoom class that happens a few days later so that they come into that first class uh, feeling very, at, uh, very much at ease and, uh, and, and excited to participate. So it's, it's been, it's been a wonderful mix of experiences. And then you also mixed, mentioned the, the, what we call the asynchronous self-paced material that where professors were, will develop material that the students can view before class uh, as preparation or really um, a lot of we, a lot of the asynchronous material has to do with some uh, how-to videos on different tools and techniques which is wonderful for the students. This is another idea that we didn't really fully appreciate when we built the program, but now I fully appreciate it because it allows students to go back and review the material time and time again, as opposed to maybe missing something uh, along the way. Uh, But for that matter, actually, all of our sessions are recorded, so students can go back to any session and, and watch it again and again to make sure that they get the concepts.
0: I want to take a few minutes just to talk about who's in the classroom. Uh, One of the great things, as you mentioned, about the MSBA program is its flexibility and uh, it's designed intentionally to minimize students' time away from uh, work and, and their lives. And there was a lot of thought and intention Put into the design of the program. Students come from all over to do this program. Of course, many students are from D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I think last time we looked, it's typically around 75, maybe 80 percent of the class is from D.C., Maryland, Virginia. But that means another 20 or so percent are traveling from, from further afield. And we see folks from the Northeast and the Southeast and even out West. And so the other thing that's also jumped out to me about the cohort um, is that it's a pretty wide range of experience. You, know, you have folks who may have two or three years of work experience, but you also have people in the classroom that have 15, 20 plus years of work experience. Uh, what's it like to teach a classroom where you have that kind of diversity?
1: Right, that's an excellent point. I'm so glad that you raised it. Uh, I think that that's, that's one of the, uh, the, the special elements of this program, certainly something that I cherish as part of my time with the program, and what uh, what students tell us and have told me time and time again is that the the younger students in the class benefit from all the experiences of the uh of more the the more uh i guess seasoned students that are in the class that have the 20 years or more of experience but also importantly the, the the students with 20 years experience also benefit greatly from the enthusiasm and excitement and fresh perspectives from uh, these younger classmates. And so it really creates this uh, this this wonderful setting that that contributes so much value to the program because they learn so much from each other across that spectrum of experience that, that you mentioned. So I think that that is something that, uh, you know, we did not. We did not, or I may did not appreciate uh, when we went into this, but it certainly uh, has been wonderful to see along the way.
0: The other thing that's true about this group of students is that you have a lot of different academic backgrounds and you have some students who have no prior exposure to the tools and techniques that they're going to learn during the program. And you have other students that have very deep experience with these tools and techniques. And so common question that we will get from prospective students is, do I have the right background, either academically or professionally, uh, for this program. And it's great to have you here on the podcast and ask you directly. what would you say to those students who asked asked that particular question?
1: Yeah, I would say that the the most important uh, the most important factor for success in this program is really just a passion for learning about analytics, uh, it, within a business context. And I think that that, that is that's what these students come to the program with and as you mentioned we do have uh, students who have never seen these tools and techniques before and we have some students who use them every day in their job and what that creates that that I really uh, enjoy is that it creates an opportunity for students to take a leadership role in the program and so from the very beginning starting when we were in Roslyn and kicked off the program we had students raising their hand, and we encourage them to do this, to say, hey, I use this tool or technique in my job, so I'm happy to be kind of the, the, the leader to help people, or the tutor, if you will, in the class. And they enjoy that so much because it just gives them a chance to contribute something or give something back to the program. And, and it also is, is valuable for the students who uh, are new to these tools and techniques because then they can lean on each other and so maybe the the person who's the expert on machine learning is not the expert uh, on predictive analytics, but there's going to be somebody else who's an expert on that. And so that they can, that they will always have their time to shine in the program and be a leader. And we love that about the program.
0: Well, last question for you here, Trey. Uh, We've covered a lot of ground. we talked about the MSBA's inception and the inspiration for the program. We talked about the curriculum and the design and all the thought and intention that's gone into not only what students are learning, but also the schedule and the design and the components of the program. And of course, we talked a little bit about the cohort here and who's in the classroom. Uh, For you, when you talk to prospective students and they say, well, why should I do the MSBA program? What's your pitch for why MSBA?
1: Well, so I, I would say, number one, you have uh, a, a dedicated faculty that's going to care deeply about the students in the program. So these are people who are, um, you know, they're in the program because this is a top priority for them. And uh, and so it's a it's a high-touch, caring program where you don't just have access to your faculty during the residencies or during your Zoom classes, you have access to your faculty all the time and their faculty are so willing to work with you. And that's sincere. I mean, that that is genuine. I mean, I, I, all students have my phone number. They call me all the time. They send me texts sometimes about the program, sometimes just about life. And, uh, and I'm there for them. And I, I, you know, I meet with students outside of class already this for this particular class, we've already only been going for a couple of weeks. I've already hosted three receptions downtown at restaurants for dinners for the for the students who live in Charlottesville just to come. It's optional, but if they want to just come and talk about the program or just talk about life. Um, So those have been fun. But so first and foremost, there's a a dedicated faculty for this program that uh, that cares deeply about the program. the, the the second the second one is just the 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 networking effect that happens uh, along the way and I can't emphasize this point enough but the students through this program they spend a lot of time together both in the classroom and out of the classroom and they become like a family uh, and and they get to know not only their not only their classmates but they get to know their classmates families uh, and friends. And so uh, I can't tell you how many times that I'm up there for the we, a weekend in Roslyn, and we have some optional event and they're bringing their uh, their their friends and family to these events uh, which I think speaks speaks loudly about the community feel that we have so uh, definitely a, a community feel so those are two important factors and the third one is maybe where we started off is that we we this program is is built by market data. Uh, market data that changes all the time, uh, but we change with the trends, uh, not only year to year, but month to month and week to week and day, to, day by day. We're always getting new information. And uh, you know, to some of our earlier descriptions of the modules, so right now, we're in module one. We think we know what mod, mod, module four might look like. But if we get new information about some new development in analytics, that will change. If we think that it's important to make a change either with a tool or technique or a project setting, we will do it if we think it's the best thing for our students. And uh, so I think that students can come to the program knowing that uh, there's a dedication to excellence in analytics um, every day of the year. And so we take that very seriously. Um, so I think those are some things that are, that I think are unique about the program. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, all the classes are curated specifically for these students, um, which I think is is quite unique actually in the space.
0: Well, on your community point, uh, I was thinking about the alumni event that we had on the rooftop here in Roslyn. Back in, I guess, late spring, it wasn't quite summer yet, but just what a strong alumni turnout. Obviously, had all the current MSBA students there because they were in residency. Very easy for them uh, to show up. But the number of alumni who came out, I think that speaks volumes because when people think about specialized masters, think about something that you're fitting into a very busy work and personal life, Sometimes people wonder, hey, is this going to be transactional? How will I get to know these people? How will I form meaningful relationships? And so much of this comes down to the intention of the other people in the room. And I think, it's, I think it's very clear, as you've noted here, that the people who choose this program are very interested in developing those relationships, and those relationships persist well beyond graduation.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the alumni because that's something that I'm I'm working very hard on and I believe in. Is uh, this cross cohort collaboration, and so we we will be developing a, a number of events over the next year for all cohorts, all five cohorts, to come together and learn from each other and 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 you know discuss new and emerging topics in analytics, but also just network with each other across all the cohorts and kind of you know, build those networks and create opportunities for each other. So I'm excited about that.
0: Well, Trey, it's been such a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you for coming on the podcast and talking more about the MSBA program. We covered a lot of ground today.
1: We did. Well, it was a, a great pleasure. Always happy to talk about the MS and Business Analytics program. I'm so proud of what we've done, what we've done so far, but, uh, but I also look forward to great days ahead with the program. So. I'm just so happy that I'm I'm a, a small part of it.
0: And that was my interview with Trey Maxon, a member of the faculty at the McIntyre School of Commerce here at the University of Virginia and one of the directors of the MS in Business Analytics program. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well,